Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Turn my shits up. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm joking. Turn it up, turn it up. Turn it up. Ooh, what are you wearing, Monday? Oh, girl, you're not ready for all this. I am not ready for all this. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is. People, welcome to the Beauty RKO, your fashion history comedy podcast broadcasting live on full service radio here at the Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. Yeah. I am your host. Professor Noir with Mix Monday. Mix Monday. M X M U N D Y. Mix hey. Monday. That's actually like that should be like the title of your your new album. My album or my memoir? I think both. I mm. I mean I'm seeing cross promotion here. Mm, cross yes. promotion. Did you hear that like that that <laughs> yes, kiss? The unleash of the hipster packaging. You guys all know that I love me some like coffee shop across the way, and they have these like wonderful fermented drinks called Hex. Um, oh, they're very ex- they're very expensive, um, and they're really <laughs> beautiful. They kind of glow this like kind of amethyst purple, this deep amethyst. It's a highly you unnatural see this? color. It's a deep amethyst. It's kind of it's amazing. Like I would say for almost nine dollars, you also get a jewel tone drink. Oh, you know, and somehow I mean, like we're in closet clean as always because that's what this time is, where we really got to talk about the things on our minds, on our hearts. Yes. So clean out the closet, people. And I was at Cirque du Soleil last night. Ooh, So yes. I'm hungover. Um, <laughs> I know, I was at Cirque du Soleil, so I'm hungover. Those two mm. things don't usually go hand in hand, <laughs> but if you ever go to a Cirque du Soleil show, you might be hungover too. That's it cool. was the most amazing experience of my life. Like, well, I would say to date so far. Beautiful. So you saw the most recent one? The yes, Volta. Mm-hmm. Beautiful show. Um, it was a, they were doing a show, um, like a, a show, and then $3 for every ticket go to, goes to Smile. Oh, wonderful. To support gay youth. Yes. and Or LGBTQ youth, not yes. just gay youth. Right. Um, exactly. And it was, it was so wild. It was so wild. Because, like, I've seen Cirque du Soleil on TV. Like, a lot of people. Right. But and in person, it's very different. In person, it's very different. Because you're just like, oh, you guys really actually do all these crazy things. Yeah. There are no camera tricks. Like No net. This chick, one chick, she was suspended by her hair. Ooh. By her hair. Okay, I like, mean, I've seen that at like full fat, Beyonce bun suspended things, by her hair. I know you seen that. It wasn't, you know what? It was very similar to a fetish moment. Like I was getting a little zoomanity from it, mm. but it was definitely like, oh my god, it was so beautiful. I mean, like Hot. flying through the air and like doing all these turns and like fl- by her hair. Mm. Yeah, I love it. It was wild. It was wild. Then there was like these BMX bikers, like doing all these crazy tricks. They set up, like, all these different, like, ramps yes. on the stage. I mean, like, it was really cool. The re- the, one of the things I really liked about it is obviously this what they're known for is the fact that they blend, you know, heavy, high art with different forms of comedy, different forms of clowning, like American clowning, French clowning, all those good things. Right. Live music. Yeah. Modern dance, even classical dance, and then acrobatics. And their acrobatics expand more and more every time so you know back in the day you would see a tightrope walker and like a contortionist and now they have bmx right like bmx bike riders well they gotta top themselves you know like one of them like did this one like piece this pas de deux because it looked like freaking ballet on a bmx bike okay (laughs) a pas de deux 
Like, I was just like, I'm biking like this for now on. Just, like, leg up in the air and something flowy, like, hanging off the this. side. Can you imagine me just riding down 14th Street? Just this like, is how, when I imagine you riding a bicycle in that th- black cape, that's exactly that's what I That's what I I mean, I didn't ride a bike in this. Oh, okay, good. That might be a I'm wearing a, I'm wearing, a, like, a midi black cape right now, everyone. And, yes, you are. Um, a lot of, like, leg is showing. A lot of leg. A lot of leg. The tattoo leg. It's good. Mm-hmm. Monday's, like, I'm imagining riding a bike. I was like, I have ridden a bike in this, and I look like the Wicked Witch of the West, which is why. Literally. I will ride a bike in this, and I will play that song in my headphones. Because it's funny as shit. Yeah, it is. And people think it's so funny because, like, as a person, this is a huge tangent, but as a person that really loves to experience clothes and dress up in extravagant clothes, not, like, crazy extravagant, I'm not wearing just, like, flecks of gold all over my body. Like, I mean, things that make sense. But um, it's not necessarily about me getting attention. It's about this experience I have in my head, and I kind of want to live it. Totally. That's just what I always say about you and I and, you know, a few other kindreds that I've met. We are not doing this from the outside in. We yeah. are glowing from the inside, inside out. out. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And this is just the result. I mean, that. I could even connect to this show last night. Like, it was that kind of mentality of it's like, this was, they're doing it for the audience, but they're also like, there's, a, there's so much love and passion. Absolutely. With these performers. They are athletes. They are athletes, man. Like, truly. I'm sorry. They are some of the best athletes in the world probably couldn't do what they do. Yeah. Like, oh, no, really, it's amazing. I mean, the core strength alone Seriously. was spectacular. But we, um, you know, I, so, uh, they reached out to me um, and really fabulous PR company, TAA PR, that did the PR for the Hershorn, mm-hmm. um, reached out to me because I love them. And, you know, I think it's a love affair waiting to happen. Oh. And... <laughs> Asked me if I wanted to come and like represent and be on the rainbow carpet and take pictures with people and to bring my crew from the Hershorn and you know brought some people and we had a great time. Beautiful and full VIP. Yeah, full of course. Full VIP. They took care of us. Love you, Stephen Ross. Like this, that man. Ooh, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um, and Smile is such an amazing organization. They do so much work for the yes. community. Oh yes, that's why I was also like happy to be there because I was just like I fucking love Smile. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know, like they are definitely ones to support and be around and yeah. So it was a really good night. But I drank yeah. a lot of champagne because again we had full VIP and there was a bar. And just drinks are flowing. You know what? I'm right there with you. I'm not going to lie. So here we are. Friday so we the are. 13th. Friday kids. the 13th. Oh my God. Yeah, yes. it is. It is Friday the 13th. It is. It is a power day of manifestation. It is actually a power day of manifestation. It's so funny because like in the Christian context, it's a, it's a day of like bad luck. Well, but we like to take all our power days and turn them into something bad. I know. I know. I know. And it's actually not. It's a day of transformation. It's a day of manifestation. Truly. And it's a day of the manifestation that you want in your life. Yes. Manifesting that prosperity and love that surrounds you already that yeah. is coming to you. It's what, the countdown to the equinox. One of my friends is a new mom. She has always been very spiritually inclined, but now mm-hmm. she's like really getting heavy into Wiccan practices and she's black. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Please pass this on to your daughter. <laughs> And she was saying that she even texted me. She's like, are you doing any rituals for the full moon? Aww. I was like, I was like, I love that we can casually just like talk about that nowadays. And like, there are a lot of people moving towards earth based. Going back know, to the old ways. Going back to the old ways. I'm Absolutely. very surprised. It's like everyone talks about the rise of the Christian right. It's just like, no, like there are a lot of people actually rising back to like the old ways of like yes. nature based, ancestral based religions. Absolutely. You know, it's a movement. <laughs> truly, truly. And it's inevitable. It is inevitable. So, yes. 
So here Friday, we are. I know, Friday 13th. Manifest that positivity. Manifest friends. that positivity. Yes, focus your intentions. Focus your intentions on Chanel bags. And <laughs> it's like, actually, maybe not. Maybe not. As the last we three weeks, you know, maybe like focus your intentions on like someone less problematic. Um, <laughs> who would that be? <laughs> mm. Ooh. Um, well, nothing goes better with bags than shoes. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, but wait. Also, a very special week in fashion just finished. New York Fashion Week. Oh, true, true. Yeah, yeah, New York Fashion Week. I honestly stopped really following New York Fashion Week for a while just because I was just over ready to wear all looking the same. It's just like this mishmash of just fabrics. On, and it's like, all regurgitations often of looks that we've already seen from the past. Yes. But you know what's interesting, though? I'm gonna, I really noticed this. And I started going back. I'm, you know, I've been, I write down notes all the time for myself just because I'm a fucking nerd. And <laughs> I just think about my thoughts. What can I say? I think about that. I think about thoughts. I have thoughts. thoughts of thoughts. I have thoughts of thoughts. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um, but it's interesting. So, like, in the last, I would say, four years, these newer collections out of New York are very reminiscent of what was happening in the early 90s. Right. Now, a lot of people will do that, like, standard, you know, big jeans, big T-shirt, oversized this, and andro that. However, what I'm also noticing is this resurgence of a new form of deconstruction yes. that really defined the 90s. Yes. And so that, to me, is going to be really interesting to see how that develops. And no one's really talked about it yet. Well, I also think a modernization of it is incorporating more fetish wear. Yes, exactly. Well, that's the thing more is bondage. Like, well, that was the thing is that geek construction came out of like nightclubs, sex clubs, exactly. sex workers, criminals, things like that. Yeah. And so, and it was brought into a high fashion sense where we start playing like designers are playing with the silhouettes and the creation of an, and the creation of textiles and what to do with textiles, new ways of treating textiles, fraying them, ripping them, re-sewing them back together, fusing them with cold fusion. I don't fucking know, but <laughs> like. But, you know, like, I, it's, it's interesting that I'm seeing this trend actually materialize more so. And I'm wondering where they're planning to go with it. Is this something they're just going to drop off and, like, they're going to go into something else? Or is this a new crop of designers really experimenting with deconstruction? And when I say deconstruction, that sense of, like, the 90s, you know, quote-unquote deconstruction. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Totally. Like a big white t-shirt with a harness on top and like, oops, I forgot to wear pants today. Well, that's, I would say like, that's just the start of it. Right. But there's something else happening. We're talking about like, oh, there's one collection. Oh, there's a name. I was just looking at it. Let me just pull it up on my trusty iPhone that is not brand new. <laughs> I was going to say on my trusty new iPhone, I was like, this phone is definitely not freaking new. And... um it is called um, Aliette. Uh-huh. And Aliette. A-L-I-E apostrophe T-T-E. Yes. And um, it was a very androgynous collection, a lot of whites, beautiful things like that. But what I also noticed is the elements of, you know, patching fabrics together, playing with the silhouette in which it's like deconstructed on one side and then like more architectural on another. Mm-hmm. Almost very similar to Andamila Meester in the early 90s. Yeah. Um, so again, like I said before, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes because it's playing a lot into the androgyny and to the gender fluidity, fluidity of fashion right now. I'm here for it. Um, I'm always here for gender fluidity. (laughs) Um, 
However, me being like a very big fan of the haute couture and the elegance of that and the glamour, I would love to see that go more in that gender bending go into that. Yeah. In a less awkward way. I mean, there is a there is a designer Paloma that shows their clothes on men. Right. Um, I'm very happy they do. They just get the most awkward looking men. I'm just like, can we not make it look sad? <laughs> right. Because we're not. Yeah. You know, like when I do it. Yeah. Models. Like give it power. Like right. give it real actual juice. So we'll give see. Juice. Give it that juice. Give it that juice. That juice is all that loose. <laughs> I well, I have my fermented juice that looks that is like bright purple. It literally looks like am- amethyst. It looks like liquid amethyst. Does it not? It does. Like, why are you making that face? <laughs> because Mindy's I'm just waiting very, for it to give you magical power. Mendy's making this very tight face. It may. I may get the fourth eye because the Lord knows I have a third eye. <laughs> this is just what my face looks like. <laughs> I don't think so. I've seen your face for ten ah. years, and your face has never looked so tight as the when you just looked at me Ooh. just now. Never about my so ameth- about my amethyst juice, <laughs> my amethyst juice. Gotta blame it on the juice. Yeah. Blame it on the juice. I'm not giving. I'm not giving her that credit right now. She needs to pay us for that. She got enough money. I love Lizzo. Oh my god, we love you, Lizzo. But that's so real. I know she can pay us for that now. Next time she's doing great. Yeah, she is doing great, and that she sh- and she deserves it. Absolutely. Like there's no shade to Lizzo. Don't anyone say that we're throwing shade at Lizzo. Zero shade. Because I don't want Azalea Banks coming for us. All love and love. <laughs> I'm actually a little pressed over Lizzo. She's going to be my wife one day. Is she? Maybe. I'm really excited about that. I would go to that. I mean, I would go to your wedding anyway, but I would definitely go to that wedding. Thanks. Like, even if I was, like, (laughs) not able to, like, I would make it happen. (laughs) Even if I had a conflict. I I might rearrange my schedule. Yeah, like, even if I had a conflict, like, I would totally rearrange my schedule for that. That's so sweet. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm a good friend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects in all of, in all of the world. Shoes. Shoes. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the person that had more shoes than anyone, um, as of what we know right now. And our dear, dear professor, Mix Mundy, is going to hey. lead us in a prayer about shoes. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm ready. I got my brand new Vince Camudos on. I know. These are cute. Little block heel. Like, like a delt. Yeah, like a like a, a delicate block heel. You yes. know, it's not like it's not chunky. Never. You know, but it's like a block. With these thighs, honey, I cannot be wearing chunky heels. It's a block with a ch, not a k. Exactly. <laughs> <Chunk>. <laughs> Let's get off this and take a break. Okay. I wanted to have some more of this amethyst juice, and we'll be right back, everyone, with the Beauty Archeo, <laughs> your fashion history comedy podcast. <laughs> Chunk of juice. <laughs> that chunk of juice. That chunks in it. Yeah, Lexi was like, look at me, like, what are you doing? I'm like oh. sticking my finger into this amethyst juice. It's, why does it have chunks? It's that fermentation. That's that natural fermentation. Ooh. It really is. Hipster juices, you know, they are oh natural. And chunky. And chunky. Ooh. Chunky monkey. Um, 
Mandy, do you want to teach the kids about something? Oh, class, let's talk about shoes. Let's talk about shoes. I think we should name the episode, Let's Talk About Shoes. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do that. Let's let's talk about shoes. (laughs) Done. The story of Imelda Marcos. Yes, we are talking about Imelda Marcos. Which, by the way, I want to make a correction. We'll call you out right now for this. Last week, this this chick, (laughs) this person, excuse me. This person said Esmeralda something else. I, I said Esmeralda. I did. But I feel like they're very similar names. And I'm sitting here being like, I have no idea who this person is. Esmeralda, who is that? You know, because I have a very encyclopedic knowledge about fashion icons. Imelda, Esmeralda. Imelda could be like a nickname for Esmeralda. She acts like an Esmeralda. Truly. <laughs> Truly. Well, let's go into this. Monday. Yes. All right. Well, so she was a Filipino politician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, born in 1929, mm-hmm. and she was the first lady of the Philippines for like 21 years. Yeah, um, and her husband was he was he was a a baddie. She yes. liked she liked those bad boys. Yes, Ferdinand um, Marcos, was, and also his name was Ferdinand Marcos. I mean, come on, Ferdinand, Ferdinand. You can only expect with so much. Exactly. Um, yeah, and he was believed to have illegally amassed multi-billion dollar fortune. So, yeah. so Most of which is still uncovered. No one knows where that money went. Exactly. So, basically, when Amelda Marcos used to be a former, was a former beauty queen. Right. Like, let's put it in the context. Ooh, this witch juice is coming back and talking to me. Ooh. <laughs> it's the chunks. It's the witch juice chunks. So basically, oh, that sounds so that gross. That sounds really nasty. That sounds so nasty. We're never going to... Saying, s- we're like especially nasty today. We're, we are. Friday the 13th energy. Sorry, it really not is. sorry. We're never going to talk about that again. Okay. So basically, um, in 1954, it actually says April 6th of 1954, which is a very specific date, um, Amilda and Ferdinand Marcos actually officially met at the Philippine Congress. Yeah. And during that time, it was during the budget hearing for President Ramon uh, Magasase. Mag, uh, Max Max Sase. I want to say it like that. If I'm incorrect, I love you say names, yeah. Weird. Well, because you didn't want to say it, and you're going to just leave me to say this. <laughs> so if anyone, by the way, if anyone's listening and I'm saying something incorrectly because I try not to say things incorrectly, please message us on Instagram on the Beauty Archeo or um, mostly on Instagram on the Beauty Archeo and give us the correct spelling and like a big hand for a slap. And then next episode, <laughs> I'm going to recorrect myself. Just in case, because I like to make sure these people live, they die, and they deserve to have their names said correctly. Yes. Um, so they were, doing, they were there during the budget hearing for President um, Ramon Magasse. Now, also people have to understand, like I said before, Milda Marcos was a beauty was a beauty pageant contestant. From a very good family. From a very good family. Yes. Um, she... Uh, um, joined in 1953. It was called the Miss Manila Beauty Pageant. And the results were actually very controversial because it was resulting in both Amilda and Miss Norma Jimenez being declared Manila's candidate for the larger Miss Philippines pageant. And then both of them eventually lost to Christine Galang. So both of those hoes need to, they lost anyway. So, but it was, in, but it's also crazy to think like, I like thinking about how ambitious Amilda Marcos becomes later in life and like yes. kind of like envisioning her as like, beauty pageant in the 1950s so like she never left those pageants exactly so this is after world war ii right um we're getting into like the korean war the korean war conflict as they teach in america but it was a freaking war no matter what people are dying it's a war um 
And but we're now in Manila in the Philippines in the 1950s. Um, and this it's a rush of American culture coming out of the U.S. is being pumped into other parts of the world. Right. And so, again, like having something like the Miss Manila beauty pageant is one of those representations of American culture really being pumped into another part of the world. Mm -hmm. And so I'm imagining a Milda, like all young, like super skinny, round, doughy little like face with like that. She really was beautiful. She was stunning. She really was stunning. Um, And it just had like that beautiful, like, long bunches of hair on the top of her head and this like gorgeous little like slinky not even slinky like structured Dior inspired gown you know and then like in the back of her mind being like I'm gonna cut a bitch if she even tries to win (laughs) serious serious tendency towards violence so basically after (laughs) serious tendency towards violence so basically after they met um, Amilda and her husband um, began their relationship and their relationship was seen as a perfect partnership um, for the fact that Amilda was still considered this beauty pageant, you know, not necessarily a winner, but into the eyes of half. Like She was a beauty queen. Yeah, she's a beauty queen and like a major one, a very public one. And then Ferdinand, you know, Ferdinand Marcos was a young, vibrant politician, leading a campaign to really bring prosperity to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And then he became the president of the Philippines. And then he became the president of the Philippines. Right. Um, please continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted oh, to give them a little fine. background. We, we both have knowledge and background on this. We can, we can school the children. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things about Imelda is they gave her her own word. I mean, she was notorious for all these grand architectural projects that she would do with public funds. Exactly. Um, and they created a word just for her, Imeldific. Imeldific? Yes. Are you serious? Imeldific is a word for really grandiose projects being started, possibly not finished, used um, to pay for with public funds. Exactly. Which is, I mean, she got her own damn word. I know. So, like, this she is was talking, that fabulous. And this is, like, probably around her first term. So, their first term was between 1965 and 1969. By the way, their. Their entire time in office was from 1965 until 1981, if I'm not mistaken. When yeah, finally, 21 years. Yeah, for 21, like, freaking years. Yeah. Um, giving, ser- giving, n- not even giving, taking, never serving. Right. <laughs> no, they were t- notorious for their lavish lifestyle while it was a complete economic crisis and civil unrest in the country. And they were just living as loudly and lavishly as they possibly could. Exactly. So there's something that really interesting happened. So on July 4th of 1966, the first lady also, uh, well, she invited the Beatles to perform for a private affair in the palace, but the invitation was rejected. (laughs) In order to lock down the Manila International Airport was enacted as a result of the rejection. This resulted in mobs trying to storm the band's hotel rooms and prevent them from leaving the country because they had already been in the country previously on tour. They were already in the country on tour, but she wanted them to come privately. There was also reports that the manager um, was issued a PHP of of $100,000 tax assessment, or PHP uh, said PNP, ooh, excuse me, of a (laughs) a PHP of $100,000 tax assessment. So this is like the regime, so like this, this is the thing, like their regime, as you can see, is starting to build, where they're getting into this like element of dictatorship. Um, Amilda's extravagance was already seen as like 
I would say she, they called her like the Marie Antoinette of like of shoes. You know, yeah, like they, they that was my favorite yeah, quote. They, they called her the Marie Antoinette of shoes. Yeah, they really akin her to Marie Antoinette. But <laughs> before this, you know, in 1965 and before, she was seen as a darling, and so like her glamour was respected. It was loved. But slowly, we started to see them really enact their power and their like foothold on the country. Right. Um, also, like, well, you were talking about her beautification projects in the first two years of her first ladyship. Um, she spent about one million for the beautification of the Paco Cemetery and another twenty-four million for the beautification of Fort Santiago. And this is in the fifties. That's a lot That's more money than it is today. Exactly, exactly. Then she started giving away prizes of one hundred forty thousand pesos, one hundred forty thousand pesos yearly in prizes to nationwide beautification projects. And then she set aside 150,000 pesos for one open-air museum in Santa Ana, one open-air museum in the Santa Ana church diggings. <laughs> and then for the restoration of the um, Intramoris gates, Anna Milda was given $150,000 by the government. <laughs> so she was just spending money publicly as well, not just personally, but publicly, on a lot of beautification projects that could have gone into other parts of the country, into education, into health, into, like, general safety for the country. Yeah, because it was a really nasty time. It like, was a very nasty time. You were showing the, the regime themselves were showing one side of the Philippines and Manila in a certain class, as we see a lot in these kinds of situations, mm-hmm. while the rest of the country was starving and Literally. suffering. Yeah. And, you know... And building these re- building rhetoric about revolution, yeah. So they finally couldn't take it anymore, and in '86, the People Power Revolution unseated the Marcoses, and they were forced into exile. Well, you know, it's also really interesting to go back to that. I don't want to skip over what happened, but because um, it's a very, it goes into almost a whole other like class in, ter- in terms of like. Um, the Philippine, you know, I almost call it like a full on, it's almost like a genocide to a certain degree because oh, yeah. tons of people were arrested or lost their lives. And Al Jazeera, which I'm going to post on um, the Facebook, Al Jazeera did a documentary. There's another documentary in 2003 that was released called Imelda. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the most um, like focused documentaries about her life that she agreed to do. Right. Um, Al Jazeera did another one that did not include her initially, mm-hmm. um, but they wanted to be able to confront her. And this was like after, this was before her 90th birthday. Oh, which was notorious. Which was notorious. Um, and so she's about... We'll get back to that. Yeah, she was about 85 <laughs> um, when this was made. Um, and it was interesting because they interviewed people who had been affected by this regime. Right. And, you know, this again, this regime is like something that we always see, you guys, and we're seeing it with our own government where there's a mm-hmm. facade of prosperity happening that people can see, that people try to see outwardly that are happening in the country, but it's not like that at all. No. And people are suffering. And slower and slower does this regime come to an absolute power regime and they become a full-on dictatorship. Truly. And that's what they did. And so um, they, in 1972, they declared martial law. Right. And this, 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 um, this comes also at an attempt to um, assassinate Amilda Marcos 
on December 7th of 1972 in a public ceremony, which there's yes. also a video on YouTube of that. Oh my God. And you know how I know about that? It's some weird shit. And this is how small the world is. One of my dear friends in college, her mother was Imelda's doctor what? for the recovery of that attempted assassination. Whoa. Yes, girl. That's a really crazy coincidence. Sarah Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> <hey>. Yeah. Brings <laughs> the weirdos. Brings us all together. It brings us all together. <laughs> um, but that's, and that's how we found out because I never knew this about her. Yeah. And so in 1972, there was an attempted assassination in a, in a public ceremony where this guy used this like huge kind of like bolo knife, almost like machete. And he goes lunging at her, like literally running at this throne thing that her and her husband were sitting on. Lunge, like goes l- running at her and then just starts swinging, Oof. literally turning and spinning oh this bolo God. knife around, this machete around. Going at her, and then anyone that tries to get him, he turns around and swings it back at them. Damn. Yeah. And she was like, I mean, sliced. Like, uh, yeah. I to the point so. where, like, she never showed that part of her body ever again. She was always covered Aww. after that. Yeah. Um, I even see, I saw a, a, a picture of Imelda in, like, a full on, like, ni- early 1980s, like, sweatsuit. Because she was holding my friend, because that's her godmother. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Sarah Lawrence. I love a 1980s sweatsuit. (laughs) Yeah, like color blocks and everything. Uh, Big big glasses. Even more so a tracksuit. Yeah. like No, this is like a tracksuit. This is like a tracksuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obsessed. Um, So um, with that, with the martial law, this became a whole thing of like the country going into like full on terror where the government just released soldiers out into the streets to arrest people by the hundreds. Yeah. Students, mothers, fathers, children just arrest people by the hundreds. One lady in this Al Jazeera documentary, she actually had her child in prison because of this. Mm -hmm. They arrested her because her and her husband were both activists you know, building up to this time. And she ended up having her child in prison. She gave birth in prison. G- gave birth in prison. It was able Oof. to keep her child too because they tried to get her to sign this blank paper. Oh my God. That, yeah, like, so. <laughs> it, it got real. It, it got, got real. real, real. It got like super real. It got super real. Um, but all this to say, you know, it's all this to say, when I, I know when you were talking about this episode, you wanted to like really talk. You wanted to, you were like, oh, have you heard about this woman in her shoes? Right, but it's so much more. But than it's that. so much more. But the thing is, is this is that the shoes are representative of something of all of that. Absolutely. And so when uh, I think it was the government that got that went in because of tax evasion, and they went into her house. Yeah, it was the People Power Revolution. That's what it was. The People Power Revolution. Yeah. And they went to her house because she also had embezzled and like all this crazy shit oh, with yeah. like no, millions Ferdinand, of dollars. Ferdinand had the Guinness Book of World Records. He won that for the greatest robbery of a government. Pretty much. How much was it? Did they say? Like millions and millions and millions of dollars that have not been like, recovered. Yeah, it was like 200 million, 500 million, something like that. Yeah. 500 million dollars, something like that. Um, which at that time is ridiculous. That's billions of dollars like at, equivalent at that time. Yeah. And... Um, when the government came in to like raid their house, she was just like, "You can take everything from me, pretty much." She's like, "All you're gonna fucking find is shoes." Yeah, she was. She was quoted saying they were looking for skeletons, but thank God, all they found were my beautiful shoes. shoes. And it was eight hundred and fifty pairs of shoes. Twelve hundred. Oh, twelve hundred. Yes. Twelve hundred pairs. Eight hundred and fifty pairs is how many pairs they have in the Manila 
museum. In the museum, the museum okay. Museum that that's they now it. have dedicated to That's her. what it is. That's yes. what it is. She it's had like, over 1,200 pairs of shoes. Girl, I'm catching up Imelda. Don't worry, girl. And she had big feet. That's the other thing. Oh, she wore yeah. like a size 12. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So most of them were custom made for her. Um, and she had, I mean, she had Givenchy, Chanel, Christian Dior, Bali, like all of the shishiest brands of the time. Yeah, all the haute couture brands. All of them. Literally all of them. were custom making shoes for her. And when she found one she liked, then she would have them made in every color. So she had a lot of... Options. <laughs> options. She was an options queen. Uh-huh, yeah. Options queen. Yeah. So now they literally had to dedicate a museum you to know, her shoes. And I remember when I was like eight years old or nine, I was watching Lifestyles the Rich and Famous. <laughs> I remember this, and Robin Leach interviewed her because this is like during their exile, or they're like, they like kind of like their own like exile. So like when the People's Revolution like really came at them hard and like came back at the government with like full force, they escaped oh, out they the got country. Out. They, they got out the got country. They, they went to exile. exile. Self-imposed exile. And at one point, I think they moved. To, they moved to California. They moved to uh, Beverly Hills. They had this crazy mansion. Of course, they moved to Beverly. Hills. I know. Hills. I was just like, if you're gonna, and that's why she was Marie Antoinette, because they also like went into exile with like trunks and trunks and trunks and trunks of like stuff. Yeah, the twelve hundred pairs that they found were just what she, she left, left behind. behind. That is the thing. Yes, yes mama. Yes. She was like, these. You can leave these. I don't yes. need these. I have. I have them all in another color. Color. Like I have them all in another color. Yeah. And most of them were worn maybe once, if at all. A- if at all. Yes. So like she, yeah. So there's in. I remember Robin Leach going into her Beverly Hills house. Champagne riches and caviar dreams. dreams. If anyone remembers lifestyles, the rich and famous. <laughs> it was their first cribs. It was like Robin Leach. <laughs> it was the first cribs. It going into like big ass mansions in the eighties. Yes. And like experiencing the lifestyles like with these people and like just craziness. I think we need to get that on like. Netflix or something. They need I'm to sure bring that there. back. They need to bring that back because I would love to see every episode to Robin see. Robin like, was so fabulous. Yeah, he was so. I mean, some of these people were fabulous too. Like, I mean, yeah. really. I mean, they, they're the most like legendary people, um, and she was one of them. And I remember it was just like glass mirror closet. Ugh. And just like shell, I mean, it looked like a store because it was just so, yeah. just rows and rows and rows of shoes, like a library. Mm-hmm. And they were all perfectly spaced. So you could see every single one. Yes. They weren't like cluttered, perfectly oh, organized. Talking about this makes me realize why I accidentally said Esmeralda, because because of her around that time, there was coined a very specific style of shoe called the Esmeralda bow, ah. which is a kitten heel with a cutout in the leather that is a very specific shape called the Esmeralda bow. Oh. And she made that famous. Oh, because she did wear that a lot. I did not realize that. Yes. See, you're teaching the teacher over here. See, my brain. You know, there is logic. There is, there is logic. There is a method to the madness. Beyond the CBD, there yes. is oh logic. Oh my God, that is so funny. I saw that man walk by and I was like, ooh, pussy gonna love him. That's Charlie. He works here. Uh-huh. He's lovely. I know. Um, so, <laughs> I know. I see. So speaking of her pussy bows, I know. <laughs> uh-huh. Speaking of her, like, her Esmeralda bow. Yes. Um, what, oh my God, can we talk about her birthday party, though? Yes. Oh, that was gonna say, like, there's something that we're missing right now. This, so they, she finally got out of jail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She was in jail for, like, a really long time. Like, over a decade she was in jail. Can we just say that one more time? So she finally got out of jail. She finally got out of the clink. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> she finally got out of prison. By the way, it's amazing how you could be so rich and still so hood. I mean, how do you think they got so rich? Because they were so hood about yeah, it. They were gangster, yeah. Like gangster, like way too gangster. Like, but like too gangster. Like too gangster. But see, that's like, I was like, if you're gonna killing be, people. Yeah, but shit. I was like, if you're gonna be gangster though, you might as well just go all the way, just shape embezzle billions. Like not like don't embezzle just a little bit. Yeah, like go don't do petty theft. Right. And get sell the drugs. Guinness Book of World Records for it. Yeah, get like if you're gonna do, you better get in the Guinness. You better go big or go home. You better go big or go way the fuck home and go to sleep. Or get exiled. Or get exiled. <laughs> In Paramus. Yes. Oh, my God. So she finally gets out of jail. Yeah, she gets out of jail. And they throw her this huge 90th birthday party. Well, you know, she also, like, gets elected, like... Yeah, she got elected into Parliament. Into Parliament. Because, like, people apparently forgot... Right. ...about all this stuff. Well, she still came from a really important family. But she still... I mean, but, like, still. Like, come on. What you looking at? I guess they were overlooking it. They must have. Like, oh, they, we'll forget about that. Yeah, like completely forgot Water about that. Water under the bridge. What? Seriously, just a puddle. Really, oh. just a puddle. You can step over it. Oh, my God. Put a cape on it. We won't have to look at it again. <laughs> but she was still trying to kill people because 261 people were rushed to the hospital from her birthday party for food poisoning. So they throw her. So in Manila, they throw her this like <laughs> bomb ass birthday party. Ooh, she's gorgeous. Ooh. That's what I was looking at. Okay. I was like, she was sorry. We were looking again. We are sitting in this, the, the pod. Glass and closed nerves. The glass and closed nerve center at the pop, at the pod box. And the pod box. And yes. just like so many hot people keep walking by. And, it's and very we both hot. have cutie pie ADD. Yeah. So we're just like, yeah. oh, sorry. What? 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 Oh, oh. Paper bag. Paper bag. Oh, hey. Um, and <laughs> so anyway, back to this birthday party. <laughs> So it's Amilda's birthday. When is her birthday again? It was her 90th birthday. Her birthday was is she July April? 2nd. No, July 2nd. Mm-hmm. So she's a cancer. Number one, she's a cancer. I'm going to say this. As a, as a, as a sister cancer, mm-hmm. Amilda, I feel you on the shoe thing. Because <laughs> I own a lot of shoes. So, girl. Yeah. We both do. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm, da- I'm down to 50 after, like, I don't know how many I've just, like, given away and thrown away at this point. I have a very specific addiction to Reebok classic high tops with the double velcro <laughs> I, I, that it, I told you it was specific that's very very specific that's, I told you it's like I have a very specific like thing for like kitten heel block heels like it's <laughs> I mean I do love a mule so anyway um so on <laughs> so what was the birthday it, party was treacherous so the birthday party July 2nd was it 2019 no it was recent it was well, she was dead in 2019. Yeah, it was recent, though. But it was her 90th birthday party, so it was like... This was like 2017, I think it was? I think so, because in 2018 was when she was convicted for a whole other bunch of stuff. So it must have been like 2017, because I watched, like, there was like a little video about it. I watched this, like, right before I came here, I just, like, found it on YouTube. Of I all the people being rushed, rushed to the hospital, hospital. from her so lavish birthday party. So basically, like, through this lavish birthday party, it was like thousands of people there, like, it was like big for the public. And they made this dish, which like consisted of chicken and eggs. Yeah, and it was this chicken like, and eggs and um, well, chicken adobo. Chicken adobo, yeah, 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 chicken adobo. And eggs and fish. And fish, and they like made this dish, and about two hundred sixty people that ate it all got food poisoning at exactly at the same time. And not like, and not I'm like, feeling queasy. Yeah, like, not like rushed to the ER. Like not even, not just rushed to the ER. Like that, remember that movie Bridesmaids where they got the food oh, poisoning? Oh God, I, that's, I tried not to remember but that. That's but that's what yes, actually that's happened. That's what it was like, yeah. Because I watched that news report about it and they were describing <laughs> it and that's literally what happened to everybody. Oh my God. And then they had to triage that bitch and take everyone to the hospital. Yep. So, 
Damn, Imelda? I know, I know. She doesn't she's not necessarily good luck. She's not necessarily the best no, of luck. No, I would say not. I love her though. I'm just gonna like I think she is the craziest, kookiest person that's ever come out of the Philippines. And that's saying a lot, because the Philippines, y'all got some wild characters. I love the Philippines. Yeah, I mean, her total worth of the shoes alone were something around $11 million. Yeah, yeah, easily, 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 easily. Well... We're going to have to, like, end it with Imelda Marcos for today. It was Imelda, fun. We like, love you. I know. We love you. You're fabulous. Damn, girl. But, you know, like, n- next life, do some charity work. Yeah. Just I would like, say karmically that would be a good Yeah, choice. like, stick with charity work, you know. Maybe, like, do something with social work or something. Just, you know. Give back. Just give back. Give, give back. back. <laughs> yes. Give back. Yes. But you so. know what's really funny? I just thought about this, too. Do you have any, like, drag queens? could like fit in the Melda shoes it's literally the very first thing i thought <laughs> the very first thing i thought i was like oh she was a queen that she was, was like an actual queen. queen like the queen was coming for her well she was tall too she wasn't a short tiny little woman she was pretty statuesque right so yeah yes. all right all right well happy friday the 13th happy friday the 13th baby. everyone yes. this has been so beautiful and so magical as always we'll be back next week with a very fabulous show this is the beauty archeo your fashion history comedy podcast here at the line hotel i'm your professor professor newall and yes, push up my glasses mix monday in the mix in the mix we'll be back <laughs> next week have a good weekend Love you, bye bye Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.